Monday night here on After Hours, now joined by the uh, the the head of the table, the uh, chief editor at Arrowhead Pride, one Pete Sweeney. Pete, how are you on a Monday uh, Monday evening? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for acknowledging me. Yeah, absolutely. Always. You know the thing. Um, so my most important question to you is, uh, was it that bad uh, temperature-wise on Saturday night? It was tough. Uh, I mean, I, I can't complain too much. Uh, I was in the press box nice and warm for most of the game, uh, but I, I did have to walk in from um, a long walk you know, with my car, and, and then I was out on the field afterwards doing stuff for, for TV, and then the walk back uh, from the press box to the car was very rough. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of the Chiefs fans that um, braved it. Really uh, not a comfortable game to be at, and you didn't really even see too much of a difference in the amount of people and the noise factor and all that. So uh, kudos to Chiefs fans for coming out. What well, was not the most uh, comfortable game to be at. I know we're not really here to like stroke the ego of players in the NFL. It's just kind of something you try to stay as evenly keel as persons in this profession. But how much respect do you give like athletes to play in, in conditions kind of like that? Yeah, I mean, they make a lot of money for a reason, right? And uh, sometimes you can't pick what the weather is going to be like, and it just happened to to be in sub-zero degree weather. And I think if you really look at the way the game played out and some of the mannerisms and reactions by some of the players, I, I just feel like the Chiefs were a little bit mentally stronger with some of the elements, and uh, that led to them having an edge, and uh, they were able to get it done. So we'll talk about this Miami game. It's it's no secret there's a Buffalo Pittsburgh going on, uh, but it looks like as it's almost you know nearing the end. Buffalo with the commanding lead and kind of dominating the first half, but uh, obviously we can keep you posted throughout the night. But we'll get into a potential matchup here in a little bit. I want to talk a, a, a tad bit about uh, this Miami Dolphins Chiefs game because kind of all week and including on Arrowhead Pride uh, Radio on Wednesday night, which we get one more week of that. Thank you, Chiefs. Uh, thank you very much for keeping uh, Pete and I around for another week. But um, this seems like this kind of buries the Tyreek Hill thing, right? Like they go yeah. to Germany and they win. He's kind of embarrassed. Trent McDuffie, whatever. And then this game, um, it's it's no secret. Spagnoli was just like just like beat his ass at the line of scrimmage, and we've seen the videos surface now over and over again. But there's really nothing left, right? Like this is it. Like they beat him in Germany. He got his wish. He got to come back to Kansas City, play at Arrowhead. Um, we can kind of nip this in the bud, right? The whole Tyreek Hill, Kansas City thing. It is what it is now. Yeah, I think the, that it had to be the final chapter of, of at least the, the bantering back and forth. Uh, you, you did finally get Tyreek at Arrowhead. Uh, to his credit, an incredible play on the touchdown. It was really the only good play for the Miami Dolphins all night. Um, but, you know, he's one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. The Dolphins have a lot of work to do, uh, I think, to be able to be at the top of the, the AFC. And still, even not even playing their, their best game, I thought the Chiefs handled uh, the night well. Uh, I still think that they're – is room for the Chiefs to even play better than they did the other night. And, and so we'll, we'll look toward that uh, as we, we look toward next week in the divisional round. You hear Pete Sweeney's voice, so that means it is presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping Kansas City sports fans for all of their legal needs since 1996, integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, what this game was. I don't really know. I don't know. I've never really had any reason, I guess, to – play with a chip on my shoulder and I thought the luxurious need snub was you know interesting at the at the start of it you know the the pro bowler you know you know the numbers you watch every game just like I do and then there's the all pro and like three of his other teammates you know two defensively one offensively are on the all pro team and still no luxurious need I'm starting to kind of think that this is one of those like 
you know, the last dance reference where I took that personally. And, like, LeJarius Need, I mean, if he's if he's playing like this, you know, sign me up for this defense to even be better than it already is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sneed may be the most important player on the Chiefs right now. I mean, they're going to live and, live and die by Sneed and his performances. Uh, just the fact that he's been able to curb all these other receivers. Uh, and, and, you know, every NFL team offers a number one target, and they just don't have production when LeJarius Sneed's on the field. He's uh, due to become a free agent, and, uh, you know, from what it it looks like to me, uh, the Chiefs want to keep him around. It's it's getting more and more expensive as the weeks go on, but that's a good thing uh, for the Chiefs' chances to, to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, you pair him with Trent McDuffie, who did get the all-pro nod as a slot corner, uh, one of the best tandems, if not the best tandem in the NFL. It's a big reason why the Chiefs are going to be among the final eight uh, left as we approach the divisional round. This defense is super elite, and I think the thing that's interesting is that you know, there's a lot of moving parts. We can talk about when the season ends when it comes to contracts of Jones and Snead and Willie Gay, uh, who had a really interesting tweet about 20, 30 minutes ago about playing his last game at Arrowhead because he's thinking the same thing we're thinking, that this game's going to Buffalo. But there is still a chance if Houston were to go to Baltimore and upset them, then the, uh, what do you call it, the Arrowhead Invitational comes back for a sixth consecutive year. Uh, we'll see what the future plays out. But with this defense, how great, obviously, Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie have been, but... Like, is has there not just been a complete, like, two-leap jump from George Karloftis and from one year? Because I remember last year, I think he ended the season with four consecutive games with the sack. And then this year, he's he's in the 10-sack club, and, and here he is in his first game in the playoffs, lightning out of a bottle. And we get another key matchup coming up here soon that could be Josh Allen in Buffalo, where he could be an enormous factor as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he's really come into his own, and, and the, the Chiefs got another one in the first round there. Their top round picks are, are are looking good. I mean, I know we'll we'll see about Felix in, in the years to come, a little bit more of a project. But uh, you know, this defensive end, we talked about Trent McDuffie already. Uh, these players can play, uh, and, and so you know, to me, uh, George Karloftis just continues to build and build and build, and kind of quietly have maybe another Max Crosby on our hands, right? Just he's, he's that dominant, and you're going to need that. You know, I'm not sure Chris Jones is going to be here next year. We'll see if there's a reinvented a, a new new in, uh, interior of the line, but uh, the Chiefs know that they have one along the edge. Pete, I want to bring up the next matchup, which I think we believe will probably most likely be Buffalo as they're leading in the game that they're playing into tonight. I want to bring this up because I think the number one narrative when we get to this week will be if, in fact, they do go to Buffalo, it'll be Patrick Mahomes' first road game in a playoff, and what more perfectly set than to be in Buffalo where there's just been so much history between these two teams, because somebody asked me this weekend, who's the Chiefs' rivalry? Is it Cincinnati? Is it Denver? Is it Vegas? Is it who is it? And I said, well, we can't leave Buffalo out. Uh, this is going to be another one of those things where maybe that flame is kind of doled out a little bit, but come Tuesday or Wednesday, if in fact they do go to Rochester, New York, they're going to play this Buffalo team, and it's going to be on, baby. It's going to be Josh Allen, Mahomes, Mahomes on a road game. How much excitement is there around this game? And maybe what is still maybe a little stale but could be freshened up real quickly of a rivalry between Buffalo, Kansas City. Yeah, Buffalo's playing loose uh, right now. You know, they, they got to a point in the season where everyone kind of wrote them off, and then they just kept playing and playing and winning and winning and suddenly got the two seed, and they earned the right to host the Chiefs, especially by getting that game during the regular season. And we kind of have forgotten about them with the rivalry that has kind of developed between the Chiefs and the, the Bengals. But with the Burrow injury, it's opened the door for the Bills, and 
they're going to want this one. And I just feel like Kansas City is going to be up against it a little bit because there is a feel, for me at least, with the Bills of, like, if it's not now, when, right? Like, this is uh, exactly what you want. You finally got the Chiefs in your building. You haven't been able to beat them in the postseason. This is kind of a down year for Kansas City. You're, you're playing your best ball at the right time. And so for the Chiefs to, to, to get a grasp of this one and to somehow win the game, I mean, what a blow. That would be the Buffalo franchise. But, yeah, I think the rivalry will be back this week. Uh, I think it, it should be an interesting matchup between these two teams and, and certainly a tough one for Kansas City to come out, uh, win on the road, and, and see if they can get back to Arrowhead Stadium. Is the scariest thing about Buffalo that they know you and they've had the history with, with you as the Kansas City Chiefs, or is the scarier part that they're playing essentially with house money falling into a two-seed, scraping and crawling up to that spot, and now they finally just say, well, we're here, or is it necessarily house money, and is there a little bit of a, just a little bit of like a threat that it's like, now you've gotten what you wanted. You get them in your house, in the playoffs, excuses are minimal. Yeah, there's nothing to, to say anymore. This is exactly what the Bills have wanted, uh, and we'll see if they can take advantage of it. You know, I, I would have said that I think James Cook is a grand mismatch, but then the Chiefs really did a nice job taking care of that tandem of Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. You know, and if they can take care of those guys, uh, you know, they should be able to handle James Cook. Uh, the Chiefs know the Bills. The Bills know the Chiefs. And this is going to be with everything on the line uh, once again. Uh, this time it'll be a little different in, in Buffalo's building. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, he actually is better on the road than he is at home, uh, as great as Arrowhead Stadium is. So we'll see if that translates to the playoffs. Get you out of here in just a second. I'll only ask you a couple more questions. When it comes to Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, is that a better matchup than Josh Allen? Or, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow in your mindset because of where the two have been at? Or is it still 1A, 1B, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow? What's what's uh, what's Pete's thought on those two quarterbacks? Yeah, I like Joe Burrow, man. I mean, I really do. I think he's great. Uh, tough year for him with the injury. Um, you know, I think all the all three of these guys are among the, the top ten in the league, certainly can make the case for top five. And so, you know, you could have two top five quarterbacks uh, going at each other uh, with the right to, you know, play the Ravens or the Texans, just depending on, on who wins that game. And, and this is what, what it's all about, man. This is, this is the type of matchup that you want to see. And so we'll see what the Chiefs can do. Um, you know, I, I think of all the playoff matchups we've seen recently, this one's kind of going to give me the most pause. Uh, I think this is going to be a really tough matchup to win in Buffalo. Buffalo's playing well. And so we'll see if the Chiefs can, can dig deep and, and find a way to, to continue on to the, the conference championship round. And, and who knows? You know, maybe the Texans get it done and you find yourself back at Arrowhead Stadium. Last one, Pete. How much uh, belief do you have that the offense has figured it out? This is two games where the recipe has been 4-10 or 10-4-87, and it seems like they've got themselves a nice little combination that they seem to like, and it seems to be successful. We've now seen it against Cincinnati in a big game to win the division and lock up a playoff spot. We've seen it in the playoffs where you win or go home, now you'll go play a team on the road more than likely. How much more trust do you have in this offense? Yeah, uh, I feel good about it. I think they've finally identified, like, they got to, you know, be a little bit more conservative than they have been in previous years. Uh, that means, you know, if it's fourth and a couple in a midfield, they're okay punting it. Let Tommy Townsend flip the field and make the opposing team go 90 because odds are they're not going to find a way to get points or in the end zone. And so the Chiefs found their weapons. You know, it's a Pacheco, it's a Kelsey, it's a Rice show. Patrick Mahomes trusts all these guys. That should be enough to get you through the AFC side of the tournament. And who knows uh, if you can do that, what the NFC opponent would look like in, in that scenario. But I think it took a long time. Uh, we were talking about the identity all year long, but it seemed like they figured it out week 18 uh, when they got the, the week off, week 17 with the win. And then certainly we saw what the new Chiefs 
are, are really, and that, that's featuring Rasheed Rice and that run game and, and letting Kelsey pick up where he may. So I, I feel good about the Chiefs and how they feel about the offense and just how they have to win in 2023-2024. That's Pete Sweeney, Chief Editor over at Arrow Pride. If you want to say something about yourself or your business before you get out of here, enjoy the rest of your Monday night in football action. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, no, uh, I I just want to just congratulate you. I, you know, I think the weather, is as bad as it's been, um, the weather's fine right now, you know, in, in, at least in your world. That's right. All right, Pete, you have a good night, man. Pete Sweeney, presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping Kansas City sports fans with all of their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. That's James. I'm Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio.